Welcome into the Unnamed MMA Podcast. I'm Adam Abdallah. Across from me, as always, Jordan Sherwood. Follow him on Twitter at WoodOnESPN1000. You can get all of his picks FatJackSports.com. FatJack is on with Chris and I every week. And uh, Jordan, he just told us he's running a football special for next week. All of the Super Bowl picks, $69. Wow. A super sexy Super Bowl special is what he told us. I went ahead and grabbed the Chiefs. Immediately oh, yeah. on, the, money on the money line. Chiefs money line. Grabbed it at, uh, at FanDuel at plus 120. Yep, so did I. Chiefs money line. So playing that, uh, I was, and I had the Chiefs last week, but that's because I was hedging my bet from earlier in the season from Fat Jack, who said the Ravens were going to win the yeah, Super Bowl. I did the same. I didn't bet them pregame, but I got them minus six and a half after they scored the first touchdown. Because I, look, it was after the second touchdown, because then the Ravens responded. And then the Chiefs responded with another touchdown. And I was like, this is not, like, he's just going to do this. I think it was right after the throw where he's running around and running around and running around and running around and finally hit Kelsey. And Kelsey, like, extends all the way. And you're like, okay, they're not losing this. They're not losing this game. They're not losing this game. I need to start hedging my uh, preseason bet for the Ravens to win the Super Bowl. And I think from now on what I'm going to do, and I'm wondering if this is – got to talk to Fat Jack about – remember, to talk to him about this uh, next year, um, is if I'm going to bet a team to win the Super Bowl, should I also bet that quarterback to win MVP? Because i got to look and see how many teams, like preseason-wise, where you can look at it and be like, all right. Because I know that Jalen Hurts was at least in the conversation last year when he said take the Eagles. Sure, you know. Sure. Uh, the year before that was the Bengals, right? I, Joe Burrow's definitely in the MVP conversation. So I feel like it's a pretty safe bet to do the double. Because Lamar, because at least yeah, I would have He's going to have the analytics on that. He'll have the stats, yeah. the history on it for But at sure. least I would have split this year, right? Because Lamar's going to win the MVP. And if I would have taken it at the beginning of the season, the odds probably would have been a lot better than they were, you know, middle of the season or whatever. And then the Ravens to win the Super Bowl. Obviously, it didn't work, but at least I would have had Lamar to win the uh, MVP. Anyway, this is an MMA podcast. It is, but the you know, speaking MMA of Fat podcast. Jack, you know, $100 will get uh, my selections there for this uh, UFC Vegas 85. We'll have several selections uh, for you to choose. And, and hopefully you know, obviously- the selections are better than the card because this card sucks. Well, look, the next two weeks of card uh, really suck. We just heard uh, we could have the news, uh, the news dog, if you want. Great Ooh, news. Okay. We All just right. saw we it come hold across. On, hold on. He just got out of his doghouse. There you go. What's our news? And announced that uh, the main event for the UFC Atlantic City card is now uh, off. That was Vicente Luque and Sean Brady. Great. Off. That's a good fight. That's a good too. fight. Why off. is that off? Um, Luke had to pull out. Phrasing. Uh, I'm just saying. Yeah, <laughs> what, that's the. That is technically the that is correct what term. He pulled out of the fight. But did he say why? Like illness? Like obviously we're going to talk about our main event is uh, is or one of them. One of these fights. Randy Brown and Muslim Salikov were supposed to be uh, at UFC 296, and there was an illness. In uh, Brown's from camp. Randy Brown. Okay, so why is Luke not fighting? I didn't look at what the news was. I just saw the headline. I got to dive into the article and You're figure out. the news dog. The news dog is just breaking the news. All right, that's I don't fine. need like the details of what 
if any type of injury or something happened to Vicente Luque. Yeah. All we know is he's not fighting Sean Brady in the main event. That card needs a new headliner, and I don't have to spend the allotted amount of time I was going to spend breaking down the fight, making my recommendation for that fight. That's fair. That's fair. Okay. What else do you want from me? Well, before we get into that, did you win your Royal Rumble pool? I did not win okay. my Royal Rumble pool because I got shit numbers. Okay. What numbers did you get? I think, oh, I got seven and 11. Okay. And neither number drew up a guy that would have been in consideration okay. in the top five can I, to win. Can I tell you this? I watched it. You did watch it. I watched it. Because, okay, uh, my wife was watching something on Peacock. Right. And she went to bed. And so I went to, I hit menu to get out of what she was watching. And the front page was like, watch the Royal Rumble. And I was like, I texted you. I'm like, wait, this was free. If I have, it's not free because you pay for Peacock, but like, I can just watch this. I don't have to spend fifty nine ninety nine or oh, whatever. That, that day and age is whatever well pay per views are are, are that worth hasn't anymore? existed in five years. Really? Yes, because but, okay. they used to be on the WWE Network, which were not. It, I think it was nine ninety nine yeah, a month. Before that, that, it was preview. It was uh, you had to, it was pay per view. Yes, twenty nine ninety nine. Before that, but but five years ago or whatever, the WWE started the network, and then you just got all the. No, I know for that. Free. But when did they start with Peacock for everything? All the pay per views were free on Peacock. Uh, probably in the last year. Really? And that's going to be the same thing with Netflix. There's not oh, going to be a premium man. for Netflix. I didn't know that. Yeah, I just thought you had something else going on. No, like, that you weren't going to be able to watch I it. Distinctly told you I'm not paying for it. I guess in my mind, when you said that, it, it registered Peacock. with Peacock. Okay. Yeah, that you don't have it. Anyway. Like Hoodie couldn't find it. He was in Nashville, I think, for a US he was trying to get Peacock Flames yeah. game, and he had to go find it at a bar. Okay, well. Okay, so you watched it. I watched it. I got thoughts. First of all, it took me until 15 to recognize someone. Because I haven't watched wrestling. You know when I stopped watching wrestling? I stopped watching wrestling when they split SmackDown and Monday Night Raw. And they did a draft. And I go, That's a while ago. And I go, nope, That's I'm out. That's a while ago. I know. Yeah. I was like 15 or 14. Like, yes, it was a long time ago. Okay? It took me until the 15th person when Cody Rhodes came out. And I was like, hey, there's a person. I recognize. Yeah, but theoretically, by the timeline you're establishing, you only know him because of his brother or his father. 1,000%. Be- because at 15, he wasn't wrestling no, yet 1, in the WWE. 1,000%. Right. Yeah, well, none of the people that were in it, unless, like, The Rock was going to run right, out. Right, exactly. You know? Okay. Um, but I did, I know some of the other wrestlers that were in, like, obviously CM Punk. Yes. You know? Yeah. The other guys. I Okay, my other takeaway is this. And even my wife noticed this because she was walking in and out of the room after, as she was getting ready for bed, right? And so... I'm watching this, and what happened to the show? What happened to the characters? And now this is, listen, I'm I'm worse than a casual. I dropped in to watch one event that I found out was free to me on that night. So I'm probably the worst person to be commenting and on also, this. And also, did you have money on it? You were in a pool? No, no, okay, no. no. It was just on. It was just and on. And I've got okay. a two TV set up, but it doesn't matter. But the point is I could watch two things at the same time. So it's not like I was listening to the commentary or whatever, right? I was just watching it, okay? What happened to the showmanship? What happened to the guys like The Rock and Mankind and Undertaker and Kane and I even I was talking about this with other people yesterday. Like you had characters, you had Val Venus, you had the oddities, the you had star, the like, yes. dude, you had people. Now Steve 
Smith is running down. They're just dudes with names. Right. What happened to the characters? This Go is. On. I mean, this is ridiculous. Going the clown does not exist anymore. That's so stupid. Yeah. This is wrestling. It's not, I understand it's not real. I get it. But when you get hit in the face with a chair, you get hit in the face with a chair. When someone jumps on you, they jump. I understand that point of it. But there, this used to be a show. There used to be characters. That was the best part is dudes that were doing the interviews and doing uh, and on the mic were characters. Look, I love the big boss man because he yeah. was a correctional facilities guard what from Cobb the, County, you, Georgia. What happened to the Dudley boys? Yeah. Huh? Come on. I don't like I'm it. I'm sorry you're so disappointed. I didn't like yeah. it. I was so upset. Yeah. I was like, why are these guys all using their real names? That They tried to make it real. No. They tried to make it real. No, that's they what this MMA is that. That's what this is. I'm sorry. I was just so upset. Well, luckily for you, you have now a year until you have to sit down and likely watch it again. Just by circumstance. Yeah, yeah. Well, now I know, so I'll watch it. I'm not going to start watching wrestling, mostly because of this. Yes. I want characters. That's why I liked wrestling. I mean, I don't know. I, I assume kids still watch wrestling, but that's why no, I liked it. It's extremely popular. Kid. Of course it is. The one, two, three kid. Come on. <laughs> well, he wasn't really like a character. But you would never have Sting today. Never. Well, Sting still wrestles. I understand that. But still, you know, a new Sting. Yes. Little Sting. Hey, little sting. <laughs> you never have a young Sting right now. Come on. <laughs> I'm I don't so have mad. Any, I don't have any retort. You got so me speechless. Mad. Dude, the best part of wrestling, and I was arguing with other people in our office that are wrestling fans about this yesterday. And I was like, the best, the Attitude Era is arguably the best time in wrestling. And that's when you had the most characters. You had Stone Cold, and I understand he went by Steve Austin, but still, he was a character. You had The Rock. You had Mankind. You had Undertaker. You had Kane. You had DX. You had, like, all the Road Dog, the Warrior. Like, come on! Well, it was more characters that you were invested in. Because, yeah. like, I was just naming one guy, like the Big Boss Man from the earlier 90s. I mean, again, and granted, he was actually all still around in the Attitude Era as well. But, like, the characters that were characters, like the model Rick Martel and... Dusty Rhodes and Brutus the Barber Beefcake. Like, those are characters. Dude, Val Venus. The, you had <laughs> mid-tier guys like Val Venus the porn star that yeah. you were invested in. Listen, he like would Al Snow in the Job dude, Squad. Al Snow <laughs> walking out with a mannequin head. <laughs> right. Are you kidding me? Yeah. Come the on. The lethal weapon, Steve Blackman. Dude, <laughs> like, what happened? Shamrock. I know his name's Ken Shamrock, but still, come on. Right. These were characters. What happened? This doesn't exist anymore. Dude, I was so... You could tell I was so mad watching this. And also, the fake parts look horrible now. Like, the dude when they're just slapping and hitting each other, it looks so bad. And just, like, unless they're doing... And the high-flying moves are better than what they used to be. I'll give them that. The high-flying moves that they do off the top rope and stuff like that, much better than they used to be. The sport, for, for lack of a better term... Has evolved. Just like much, MMA has evolved. Much better than it used to better be. Better athletes. I'll give you that. Much better than it used to sure. be. Sure. Right? But the part where they fake it, where they're not actually punching each other or stomping on each other, much worse. Yeah, I, mean, I, I didn't watch it. I, I got shit numbers, and I was I was watching something else. I'm, I'm watching. Sorry. I'm watching. Well, um, you just got a full recap. <laughs> I watched The Holdovers. Did you see that movie with Paul Giamatti? Yet. I haven't yet. Okay. I heard it's very good. Carmen yeah. said it was pretty good. It's like he's. I mean, he's good in anything. Yeah. yeah so like he Paul plays Giamatti. his typical. You know. Mm-hmm. Well, it's the same guy that did Sideways. Yes. Yeah. So yeah. 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 No, no, no. The director. 
Same guy. Oh, well, okay. Yeah, yeah. same also. guy. Also, okay. Yeah. Okay, yeah. Mm-hmm. That's why he uses Paul Giamatti. Yeah, they, he does a lot. He also did Descendants with um, George Clooney. Didn't see that one. Oh, yeah. It was all right. Okay. Do we have a fight card to talk about? Yeah, we do. Sorry. No, this was more important because this fight card sucks. All right, let's start with a prelim here because you know I'm going to bring her up. Um, Meatball Molly McCann yep. uh, goes against Diana Belbita. We talked a little bit about this last week uh, when we were not yelling about the Royal Rumble. Uh, Molly McCann is a minus 280 favorite. You said this is basically just she's going to win this fight because the UFC is setting her up, setting her up to win this it, fight. It looks that way. This the, First off, this is a rematch. Uh, they, they fought once before. It was a unanimous decision victory for Molly McCann against Belbita. Molly McCann, is it, the level of competition going down slightly. I wouldn't say that Julia Strolinko, who submitted Molly McCann the last time out, uh, is levels above Belbita. But the thing about Belbita is she's an outstanding kickboxer, got her name recognized outside of the UFC on the regional scene in Europe uh, with, with a lot of you know impressive finishes and impressive striking at Cage Warriors. That's the regional promotion that she fought for. But since that point and, and, and since the, the time she's been in the UFC, she has struggled with people that have a, a fairly decent to good grappling game. And that's what Molly McCann has. Molly McCann is not going to mess around on the feet with Belbita. And she's eventually going to get inside her striking, get this fight to the ground, and either smother her like she did the first time that they met back in 2019 or get a finish. I'll probably go to the former my McCann is not necessarily a finisher. I know she had those back-to-back spinning back elbow knockouts. Those were impressive. But primarily at her core, she's a grinder. She's a grappler. She's going to look to smother her, and that's what I think she does to Belbita. So Molly McCann, I, I certainly understand, Abdal, if you want to put her into the parlay. Oh, I'm not going re- in the parlay. I, I mean, but I'm not going to recommend it per se because I've faded Molly before. I don't think she's as talented as the credit that she gets, the hype that she gets around her. But I do believe she wins this fight, and I do believe she wins it via decision. So there's likely more value on her to win it by that method. That would be my recommendation for the fight. All right. Uh, we're going to throw her into the parlay just because this fight card— Especially uh, when I did, I asked you not to, but Well, we're fine. throwing it into the parlay just be also because I've looked at these odds, and we're going to need a parlay. Like, some of these odds are very— uh, heavily favored towards, you know, obviously they're they're very big odds. Like you got a minus three fifty on this for Natalia Silva. You've got a minus two sixty for Randy Brown against Muslim Salikov. So you've got a, t- a some very heavy favorites in this one, right? Well, I do, yeah, I do. But I think when you look at Natalia Silva against Viviana Rujo, Rujo's going down into to a different weight class. Natalia Silva has showcased some finishing power before. Um, she's unbeaten in the UFC. Four wins in her UFC career. Two of them have come inside the distance. I wouldn't be surprised if actually Natalia Silva is able to land with some power against Arujo and change this fight. So I'll get, yeah, find Silva into your parlay, but Silva inside the distance also may be worth a small a okay. half a unit in, 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 if you're looking for some value. All right, so we'll go with Natalia Silva inside the distance there. Um, I got to find some odds for that because they're not currently posted on FanDuel right now because it is Wednesday. We were recording this on a Wednesday a little bit earlier than normal. Um, so we went through that fight. Uh, if you just want to touch on these real quickly, we've got uh, Ali Askov, uh, Kizriev against Mahmoud uh, Muradov, and then the one before that, Gilbert Urbina against Charles Radke. Yeah, I, I think uh, Kizriev, you know, very well known for his submission prowess. He's undefeated. He's 14-0. 
Uh, he has a win in his UFC debut, obviously, if he's undefeated. Uh, Muradov has been in the UFC for a while. He's a very well-rounded fighter. I think that this obviously step up in level of competition for Krizlyev, uh, uh But I think just playing the over at one and a half, I think it's just slightly to the over uh, at $1.90 at FanDuel currently. I think this fight's going to go into the later rounds. This will be a proving ground. I, I do believe Krizlyev gets the victory. I think that he's worth certainly the hype. You could stuff him into our parlay. I'm not necessarily confident, though, that he's going to get the submission win that he's going to need to do, but I think he's going to do enough pushing Muradov into his back foot uh, and going you know, the decision way. I think what I'm basing that also on is the fact that Muradov, uh, two fights ago, was uh, with uh, inside the octagon against, against a guy that has a better submission game in Calbarajo, the uh, pupil of Damian Maya, and Barajo wasn't able to get the submission victory. So I think this fight's going three rounds, but I think it'll be a decision victory. Okay. Uh, going back to uh, Arujo again and Silva, it's uh, to go the distance, no, is plus 200. Yeah, I think that's because uh, Rujo has not been stopped in her UFC career. Actually, you have to go way back to her fourth fight as a mixed martial artist where she has been stopped. Outside of that, she loses via decision and lost to the champion, Alexa Grasso, Amanda Hibas, Caitlin Jukagian. But I just think uh, compared to those three ladies, uh, Silva has power, and Silva has fight-changing power that I think she's going to be able to showcase at some point in the fight and change the direction of fight. So, I went, again, small sprinkle of Silva inside the distance. All right, I like that. Our next fight, uh, Randy Brown against Muslim Salikov. We touched on this. This is a fight that was supposed to take place at UFC 296, but Randy Brown got sick. Uh, he was forced out to uh, due to illness. Uh, he has won five of his last six, seven of his last nine, two of his losses during that span coming uh, were to Jack De La Maddalena and to Vicente Luque. Um, and then also, if you're looking at Salikov, he's 39, so he's kind of old, and he dropped a unanimous decision to Nicholas Dalby. So you're wondering, um, could cardio be an issue for Salikov? Like, he's getting up there in age. And Randy Brown, minus 260, a favorite here. Yeah, I think, I think that's a fair price for Randy Brown. You mentioned the age difference, six years age difference, eight-inch reach advantage for Randy Brown, and Randy Brown does not tire. He showcased some very strong cardio. Salikov at times has shown uh, that he does tire in, in the rounds. And, you know, Salikov's going to need space to utilize his variety of strikes. The fact that he's got some spinning kicks at his, uh, at his discretion, that's a problem for a guy uh, looking to do what he's trying to do against Randy Brown that's going to have uh, the decisive reach advantage. I think Randy Brown certainly belongs in our parlay because I believe he's going to pepper away and Muslim Selikov and take over at some point in the fight. I recommended on VEASAN first strike earlier on in the week, and I'm going to stay true to this because I think there's some value in Randy Brown via submission. It's odd because Selikov's not known as a guy that has been submitted. Ooh, plus and also, 400. Randy Brown's not known as a submission artist. But here's the thing. Randy Brown also doesn't necessarily have a lot of power, and I do believe he has fight-ending capabilities in this fight, being able to overwhelm Salikov and, and you know, pepper him with the jab early in the fight, then land something where, you know, Salikov's going to be coming inside. He needs to get inside that reach and work something maybe in the clinch up against the fence. Randy Brown lands something and then quickly snatches a submission. So understanding that it's plus 400, it's definitely a little bit of a risk. 
considering also what I just alluded to, Salikoff's not known as a guy to get submitted. Randy Brown's not a submission artist per se, but I do believe there, if you are value hunting here for Randy Brown, a big-time favorite that's in our parlay, Brown via submission might be a direction to go. Yeah, Randy Brown via submission, like you said, is it's a plus 400 right now. Uh, to win by knockout is plus 450. To win by decision, plus 120. And then the other ones for Salikov, plus 450 for a knockout, plus 550 for decision, and his submission is 20 to 1. Yeah, so. I just don't see the Brown via knockout. He's just not a power puncher, so I'm not going to hate it if you want to just go Brown via decision. Salikov is a guy is a very difficult guy to get out of there, but Salikov's going to have to land something crazy early if you're going to go that route. If not, I just believe that Brown coasts to a decision victory or a sub late in the fight. All right, our next fight, Renato Moicano against Drew Dober. Uh, right now, Drew is plus 148. Renato is minus 190 on the money line, so another big favorite here. Uh, he is now at lightweight after being uh, at featherweight for a while. He's 4-2. and two. He hasn't fought since the end of 2022, so it's been over a year since he's fought. And Drew Dober's fought uh, a lot. He lost in May to Matt Frivola and, uh, with, with a first-round stoppage win over Ricky Glenn in November. And he's got four wins in his last five outings. And all of those four wins come via finish. So is there a chance that the underdog finishes Moicano? Absolutely. I mean, we've seen Moicano get knocked out before. Uh, Rafael Vaziv knocked him out. The Korean zombie knocked him out. And... It's funny if you go back and watch each of those two knockouts. They happen so fast but so slow. And what I mean by that is, like, you see it coming. Mykano's chin is way up in the air. And then the Korean zombie and Vaziv just land a nasty hook and just drop Moicano and put his lights out. So if Mykano's not careful because he does utilize a little bit of Muay Thai, uh, you got to have your hands up in particular against a guy in Drew Dober that is more powerful in my mind than both Fazeev and the Korean Zombie. Fazeev probably has a, definitely more variety of strikes and more accuracy with his strikes, but Drew Dober is a finisher. He is absolutely compact, powerful. The issue for Drew Dober, though, is that Moicano is, is much more well-rounded and has a distinct advantage on the ground if it's heading there. So I think we're, this is the best fight on the card. No discredit to the main event. This is the, the best fight on the card. Uh, Mykano has, as you alluded to, looked really good at lightweight. I worry about him a little bit, Abdallah, because he has started a career now as kind of a, as a YouTuber. Oh, uh, no. Podcast. He's a great follow on social media. And you worry about great follows on social media. How much effort <laughs> are they putting in the great you know, follow, you know, their content? And how much effort are they putting in to the octagon. Now, I haven't seen him tweeting or posting lately, so maybe he is focused in on the gym. I'm definitely playing the under, and yeah. I actually think you could play the under at a round and a half. That's I minus think, 135. I don't think either one of these guys is going to mess around. This That selection is likely going to be a part of my fat jack releases. If I need to pick a person, a, a fighter in this fight, I'm going to pick Moicano. I think Moicano either gets the TKO or the submission victory. So put him into the parlay just to win straight up at that dollar ninety price. But because I think he can match strike for strike on the feet and it has a decisive advantage on the ground, and Dober's been taken down by a lot of other fighters not at the same level of grappling as Moicano, I'll take him inside the distance to add a little bit more value. So the two best options for value are Moicano by submission at plus 120, 
and Dover by knockout at plus 225. Then you get to Moicano by decision at plus 400, and then Moicano by knockout at plus 700. Well, obviously, I don't want to side with the decision prop for Moicano because I think there's going to be a finish. I wouldn't hate either one. Look, I could see some nasty elbows and some ground and pounds and TKO happening in Moicano's favor, but I could also see Dober landing one of his overhand rights and changing, putting him into the shadow realm, that being Moicano. So that's why I just like the inside or the under, and I'll hedge with the inside the distance on Moicano. All right, our main event, Roman Delidze against Nasruddin Imovov. Imovov uh, dropped a main event assignment as a late replacement to late replacement Sean Strickland. So Sean Strickland was on late notice and he lost uh, at the start of, of 2023. And then he had to fight Chris Curtis in Vancouver. That was halted early due to a no contest after they butted heads uh, on accident. So that was ruled a no contest. And then Delidze, 6-2 inside the octagon across two different divisions, 12-2 overall. This should be a decent one here given the odds. Imovov uh, Imovov is minus 175, and Delize is plus 135. Yeah, very good fight in the middleweight division. Both guys trying to get back on track technically after losses. You alluded to them, Delize to Marvin Vittori. Imovov at light heavyweight because it was a short-notice nature of a fight to Sean Strickland. And then his fight uh, with uh, Chris Curtis got ruled in no contest because of the accidental headbutt. Who's going to establish themselves early? Imovov wants distance. He wants to showcase his kickboxing, and he wants this fight to be kind of slowed down a little bit. There's question marks about his cardio, especially now that we're entering into a five-round fight, his second main event fight. Delize, pressure in your face, can do things, dirty boxing, can get this fight to the ground, and he's shown strong cardio. However, we don't know if that strong cardio can hold up for five rounds. I think this, this, this fight is mispriced. I think this should be closer to a pick'em. I don't believe Imavov should be as high a favorite as he is, and I do believe Dolidze has been more impressive in this run that he had up until he was humbled a little bit by Marvin Vittori. And Marvin Vittori is a fantastic fighter in the top five of the middleweight division. So for me, Dolidze is the dog right off the bat on the money line. More ways to win. Oof. I'm confident in his cardio. I think he can get this fight to the ground. And Imavov, Imavov is is not necessarily a, a fight-changing striker. I think he's more of a point fighter. Um, doesn't necessarily have the knockout prowess that uh, you know other strikers that, that we talked about on this card have. So I, I think this should be a pick em. If Delize is at that plus money price, I'm going to take Delize. All right, Delize right there. Uh, so, yeah, plus 135 for him. Uh, if we're looking for a method of victory, which we don't really need to just because, you know, we're taking the underdog here. But Delize, uh, you click on this here. Why not? It's working. Uh, let's see. Delize by knockout is plus 350. Delize by submission plus 550. And then uh, Imovov to win by knockout is plus 225. Imovov by decision plus 240. I think there could be a late finish for Delidze. Okay. I think, you know, looking again, Imovov tired after, like, the second round in a fight just recently. I mean, it was impressive that he was able to go five rounds with Sean Strickland, but he wasn't looking like the same type of fighter. So, mm-hmm. round and a half into this one, there's a possibility of uh, Delidze getting the finish. So, I'll take that as well if you want to look for something inside the distance for sure. Knockout for sure. 
All right, so we're taking Delize plus one thirty-five on the money line. We're gonna uh, Randy Brown, but via submission plus four hundred, a little bit of sprinkle. Silva inside the distance plus two hundred, a little bit of sprinkle, and then the under in the Moicano Drew Dober fight right there. Our parlay: Molly McCann, Natalia Silva, Randy Brown, Renato Moicano. That pays those four fights pays plus two seventy. Anything like you want to add in the prelims or anything? As far as I mean, plus two seventy is plus two seventy is pretty good. Fine. I don't think we have to add anything right. to works for me. Our parlay. What do you have? I'm looking it up right now just to throw it out there. No, Garimbo inside the distance at dollar twenty five. I don't like that too much. I think Garimbo and and um, Rodriguez, mm-hmm. Pete Rodriguez, uh, are not seeing the cards, and that fight's ending very quickly. Okay. I haven't been impressed with Pete Rodriguez. There's not much to to really count on, though, for me to say that. He lost on a short-notice fight against Jack Della Maddalena. Mm-hmm. Nothing to write home about there. That's no disrespect. But then his second fight, you know, he knocked out, oh, what's his name? Uh, Montel Jackson. What's his name? Mike Jackson, mm-hmm. who's like a reporter. He's the guy that fought CM Punk. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, or fought, fought. Um, Mickey Guile, Mickey, yeah, Mickey Gall to fight the, CM Punk. Yeah, the, the report. Yeah, yeah, yeah. so yeah. he's not impressive. Sorry. So I think uh, I don't. Right. We don't know much about him, but I think Garimbo needs to needs to bounce back. He comes from a very good camp, so the inside, the distance in that fight, and likely uh, that fight's not going to the scorecards. All right. You can get all the rest of Jordan's selections at FatJackSports.com. Make sure you sign up there before the Super Bowl. You can take advantage of the super sexy Super Bowl price from the Fat Jack. You can also follow Jordan on Twitter at WoodonESPN1000. You can follow me on Twitter at Adam A. Abdallah. You can tweet me. All the wrestling fans that are listening to this can tweet me that I'm stupid for wanting Tink and Doink to come back to wrestling and make it a show again. That's fine. I, it's just me. I'm not going to watch anyway, so it's fine. You can yell at me if you want to. I'm not going to watch either. Well, I'm looking at it too, by the way, going back to the breaking news. Vicente Luque looks like he's staying on the card. I said it was Brady, or I said it was Luque. You Bra- said it was Luque. Luque. Luque is staying on the card. Brady is not. They're looking for another opponent. They've got plenty okay. of time for this. It's March 30th. Yeah. The fight card actually is pretty good. Blanchfield, Faroe, Weidman is on the card. Returning. Menefield, Ulberg. Andrew Kawani, he's always exciting. I'll be interested in that fight card. Yeah, that's a good one. Not like much this one. Much better than this one. Yeah, much better than this one and the next one. All right, we'll preview that other card next week <laughs> right, on another episode it. on the Unnamed MMA Podcast. Thanks for listening.